everybody. Welcome to yet another kids TV show review in support of Extra Life. That's right. We're we're late. Um, this was supposed to be done a while ago. I like I like how you're you're like yet another as if there's like 17 of them and it's like here we go we're just meeting all our deliverables well okay so there's like two others i think we did paw patrol and look i don't want to like play favorites here but i think that one was from a donation from my kids so i felt like we had to actually i think the first two were from my kids so i apologize that is definitely nepotism right so or some form of it but uh sounds like uh Sounds like your kids expect to be sick soon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, hey, t- today we're not doing one sponsored by my kids. Uh, this was actually uh, from a donation from Whirlwind, uh, a good listener of the show. He And he kept listening, even though each week or each every other week, he was disappointed that we didn't do his, uh, do his TV show review. Um, but we are doing it this week. And uh, there's at least one more to, to do, which I have not prepared for. We're prepared to do this one today. Uh, we're talking about me and me. Ryan, if if listeners just tuned out of our show after they were disappointed by an episode, I mean, we we would never have any listeners. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. And no one's. I don't think. I don't think I've ever gotten an email or a tweet uh, or anything to that regard of them saying I'm disappointed and I stopped listening. Um, Usually, we don't recommend people announce when they're leaving, but um, they're disappointed and they keep listening. That's what's so great about our audience, Ryan. Yes, it's it's true. They're dedicated and and trapped. Um, Okay, so let's talk about me and me. I'm going to run down this show and Crofton, for the record, uh, my uh, daughter Abigail watched the show with me and so did Caden. Um, you did not watch the show, which I don't blame you because I feel like not only is this show, it, I'm going to read the description, but I really feel like it kind of, it fits right in between your two kids in terms of the age market, right? Um, plus I delegated to Caden. That's true. That's true. Uh, if you'll all remember, um, uh, because we're recording with the soundboard, you'll remember, uh, you remember Caden, the YouTuber. So he nearly replaced me, but uh, yeah, 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 we we found a way. The union stepped in. It's all good. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about me and me uh, after the death of her parents. No, she's not Batman. A 12 year old girl named Mia is gifted a game that her father had made in life, taking the form of a large book called The Legend of Centopia. Inside a mag- oh, inside is magical runic writing and a password, which when when read backwards allows Mia to travel to the magical world of Centopia. The land is filled with mythical creatures, including winged elves, pans, the goat-like creatures, not the ones you use to cook, unicorns and dragons. While in Centopia, Mia and uh, Mia changes into a winged elven girl with the unique ability to talk to unicorns. Crofton, um, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? I'll tell you, the first thing that jumps out to me that I want more clarification on is this is a show aimed at young children that involves the death of a parent. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm just curious. How is the death of the parent presented in the, I'm assuming, in the opening episode? Well, that's a great question. And I wouldn't, I can't answer that because here's the thing. Um, and here's the problem with streaming content and the way it's licensed. Only season two is on Netflix, and it starts with very much 
a whole like obviously it's gonna be like obviously ryan but it kind of like it's very much a season two in which there are characters that you're reintroduced to as if like hey welcome back and i'm like i don't know who this person is um so they don't really reference the parents (laughs) in this episode Mia, you got over your drinking problem and you're spiraling. Oh, you know, the whole first season arc was about her dealing with her parents' death, constantly crying, and then finally she came around. And now season two is much later, so Netflix is probably like, you know what, let's cut out the, uh, that first season. We'll just start start with season two. Okay, so p- parental trauma aside, Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't even know what the show looks like. But I am imagining, based on your description of this girl that is talking to unicorns and stuff, that it is just like pink and purple, candy-colored vomit everywhere. Am I close? You are very close. And the show is kind of split in uh, two types of segments. So at the start of the episode, it's live action. And I want you to picture a Eastern European film in the 90s. And that is essentially what you have to the intro to the show. And and no, the show is not from the 90s. It's from the 2000s, the 2010s. So it's fairly recent. But uh, it definitely leaks that like look and feel of 90s sort of B-horror, even though it is a kid's show. Um, and, and yeah, but then you transition into the uh, very rough 3D animation, which... Uh, is like a step above the Donkey Kong show, the Donkey Kong animated show. I don't know if that rings a bell to you, or early reboot, if that makes if that makes more sense. Yeah, that, that I don't know Donkey Kong, but I know early reboot. Yeah, it's it's rough. Like it's it's kind of that you know how kids animation right now is sort of in two camps. It's like done well enough that's like oh this is this is good. It's not like Pixar or DreamWorks level, but it's it's enough it's solid but then there's like the really cheesy bad stuff and i think this 3d stuff kind of falls within the cheesy bad stuff but it is very colorful very animated voices and stuff i mean i've i've got clips but like i don't remember what any of these are so we're gonna choose these sparingly but like wait before you press the clip i still don't understand what the the show like what would be a you know a regular plot of an episode of the show like paw patrol you know Issue happens, generally the mayor or Captain Turbot, they call for help. They unite in the tower. The rider selects a couple. They go. They solve issue. They play song. Everybody's like, you're such good pups. They high five, mm-hmm. roll credits. What? How does this one work? The idea is basically that uh, Mia goes to Centopia to try to uh, escape from the real world, I guess, sort of. Although it doesn't seem like she she really needs to she just wants to visit her friends so she's visiting her friends in syntopia and that's how the season starts but quickly there are bad guys there's a bad guy that uh that was that is a carryover from season one there are like these bad uh i think bad fairies that are trying to take over syntopia and um they do that through like this weird there's i think in the first episode there's like this circus that comes to town so there's a bit of infiltration going on from the bad the bad guys and like I think a typical episode is sort of a, a a problem of the week where Mia is trying to solve the issue with her her friends from Centopia, and that's basically it. Fording the bad guy each week, 
and uh, making sure that Centopia is safe, and while also learning things in the outside world uh, when she decides to leave her secret book thing. And, um, yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It reminds me, in concept, there's a couple of other shows on Netflix, especially Tar- Targeted at, at, at Girls, that use the same sort of live action, enter magical world, blah, 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 save, solve mysteries, have adventures. There's the one that's produced by um, the Cirque du Soleil folks. They're, jeez, uh, I can't. The name the name is escaping me right now, but but there's there's um, there's a bunch of these shows uh, and like the, that that uh, Gabby's Dollhouse is another one I think mm-hmm. um, where she you know again she's in live action then enters shrinks down enters the dollhouse becomes like cartoony. I I think that that really appeals to kids, like the idea of like they see themselves or they see themselves in this this outside person that's in live action, and then of course that person enters the magical world, whatever it is, they become animated, and I think that works well in terms of capturing kids' animation. Um, animation it does capture them their animation, but it also captures their imagination and like the, they they could see themselves being like oh, I could go on this adventure or be sucked into this book or go to Centopia or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. It, this very much follows that rubric of uh, Gabby's dollhouse is a really good example. I think Gabby's dollhouse has, uh, Abby really liked it. The kids did not watch past the first couple episodes. They, they did not latch onto it. I, I know this is, uh, well at the time of the donation, it's whirlwind's uh, daughter's favorite show. Um, but it, there's, you know, it's got it's got those uh, inside the animated the animation when she visits Centopia. It's got those traditional like goofy animated characters, and I think that fits for a kids show. To me, it reminds me of something you would have seen pop on Treehouse or whatever if you had like traditional cable. Um, but with streaming, there's just so many choices. But but sometimes kids will kind of will look through the catalog in Netflix and they'll come across something that you know you wouldn't necessarily place as like top tier content but it's something they're interested in um so you know let's let's kick things off i've got a clip here of this is the live action portion um and it's got uh it's it's the introduction to the grandpa so the season starts with mia coming to whatever country they've arrived at i think somewhere in europe and the grandpa picks her up at the airport there's no sort of understanding of where she's come from she's just visiting again um and the grandpa grandpa sort of picks her up and and this this because her family's dead yeah that's true her yeah i forgot yeah her family's dead they don't really talk about it it was in the wikipedia description so uh listen to this i know kids hate when their grandparents go on about how big they've gotten so i wouldn't do it go ahead you've gotten so big (laughs) So the grandfather definitely has an accent. <laughs> and so you can tell they've, I, I, he might, I don't know. I don't know if they established what country um, she's visiting, but they very clearly have flown somewhere to Europe, I think. Yeah. Germany? Maybe. Like Dutch. It sound, maybe sounded a little Dutch. Uh, like Holland, maybe. But Germany's probably yeah. a good bet. Uh, so, okay. So he picks her up at the airport. Yeah. 
yeah picks her up at the airport um um what is this one uh let's listen to this the ducks the geese and those are chickens oh they arrive at the farm and he's just listing animals so it's a typical like kids programming like let's look at the animals um so they do that. Um, I, I yeah. like I like that 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 quote out of context is great. He's like, "These are farm animals. Let me list them to you in alphabetical order." But uh, yeah. my favorite part is the end where he he says the uh, chickens. I think it is. I, I think those are chickens, but you know what? They could be ducks. I don't, I don't know. I just I just make uh, I just make old. Yeah, I don't know. To be fair, English is not his first language. Maybe he's looking for the English word. Yes, I think I think that is the case here. Uh, English is a second chickens. language. Chickens. It's chickens. Chickens. Um, what else we got here? Great passphrase. Hi, Mia. Say your password. With guards down, a new threat arrives. Generosity is a disguise. So. You'll get used to this. So that's she's talking to the cat at the end. I remember that. Um, that's, whoa, 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 whoa! A new threat. Generosity is a disguise. What? What is that? So this that's is like dark shit right there. <laughs> well, this is her. They call it a passphrase. I'm surprised this wasn't like lopped in there with D and D as like the devil or whatever. But. Uh, I kid, of course, but what's happening is she's unlocking the book to go to Centopia by stating this passphrase, and that so it's basically yeah, it's kind of like it sounds like an incantation, right? Uh, um, sounds like yeah, Eastern Europe show. Uh, you know, they're like uh, generosity is a disguise, capitalism is an over uh, simplified economic model <laughs> that is inferior in all ways to communism. Open sesame. Yeah. You're like, I think that was the cut down version that they played in the show, but I think that was the original one that you just, you just, uh, you just stated. Um, This one's titled, What Am I Looking At? This should be fun. Oh my. (gasps) What exactly am I looking at? That's a, a good question. Oh boy. Whatever it is, it's coming this way. Okay. We've clearly entered the animated world and, uh, (laughs) I just, I just have to make a comment here. The voice acting is terrible. Yeah, okay. Like, I forgot the voice acting is really bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, we're on a scale here. Like, this, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of kid shows. There's a lot of different things, but like, that's horrible voice acting. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it gets worse. Uh, I did, I did cut a part of this out. If we ever go full soundboard, I have this forever. That's a, a good question. So. Uh, maybe our email bag, if we ever get emails again. We probably won't get emails again because I just threatened to use that. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the voice acting is not great. Uh, here's that, you know, every one of these kids' shows has, like, the 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 kooky sidekick character that's always, like, getting in people's grill. Um, I've, I've, I've described this clip as personal space. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, personal space! <laughs> personal space! To get down, boy! so yeah that's another great uncomfortable face yeah Um, (laughs) definitely (laughs) definitely uncomfortable sounds Uh, sounds like a whistleblowing situation (laughs) anyway (laughs) all right well uh and then this is our first introduction to the bad guy again prepare for terrible voice acting 
I must find a way off this cursed island. If I could just find a boat, or a balloon, or a... one of those. I forgot how bad that was. Oh, man. It's terrible. Now I want to now I want to know what one of those is, Ryan. I think it was an you airship. See? I think they were looking at airships. So oh, you saved me having to, to yeah. Google don't watch it. don't don't watch this show. Um, so, yeah. So so your takeaway here on this show, Ryan, is that it is a good kid show, a mediocre kid show, a bad kid show. Look, like here's the thing with with so when you weigh it against all the content that your kids can watch on Netflix, there's no educational value in this show from what I've seen in the first episode. Like Paw Patrol has their lessons, um uh PJ Masks is Does it? Uh sometimes. I mean like, you know, it teaches you stuff sometimes i i guess yeah. it's it's borderline okay i'll take that back but it's not like uh, octonauts where they are teaching you stuff every episode right um so the educational value of the show is not there uh the quality to me is is not there but it it does have that fantastical transportation to uh to a, to a new and interesting world it's just the animation and the voice acting is is not great but again for kids, maybe they don't they don't really care, especially younger kids. Um, there's nothing in this show that's really going to uh, to harm your children unless they had a um, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think it would necessarily you know put them off watching cartoons. But there's certainly better stuff out there. Um, you know, especially a show that that does not use words like buffoonery. Buffoonery. So I got that one. Buffoonery. Um, yeah. Luna Petunia was the other show uh, that I was thinking of, the Cirque du Soleil sponsored show, uh, which is another one for for little kids where she goes into a magical world and has friends there. I remember that show was on loop in our house for a while and it drove me absolutely nuts. I would say, like in for me and me, like I, if you're you know if your kids gravitating towards that, sounds like maybe you'd want to steer them towards Luna Petunia or Gabby's dollhouse or one of these other ones where, where the, the young girl is transported to a faraway land. But again, you, you know, you're not selling it as having a ton of re- redeeming merit here, Ryan. No. And, 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 you know, the show's definitely not for us. I, Abigail bounced off of it. Caden bounced off of it. And I think you're right. Like there are other shows and, um, I could see if this was on repeat, like Paw Patrol was on repeat for a good couple of years. And I think Caden and Abigail have kind of gotten into a better sort of rotation. They don't necessarily watch things to death anymore. They kind of just, they move, they move from show to show. And um, when they finish a show, they kind of move on to the next one. And I think that's the benefit that they have of living in a streaming age where there's just so much content. Um, but if this is your kid's favorite show, like there's no harm in that. Like the show is not, it's not going to ruin their childhood. It, it It is what it is, but, uh, you're right. There are other shows where you have a similar premise and maybe a better animation, a better voice style. And I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll end it here. Uh, this, yeah, uh, no, you gotta give it, you gotta well, give, give it a give review, it a, a review, a score. I don't know. What do you want to know? It- isn't that what you, we did last time? I can't remember. Give I it, guess we gave it like, uh, I'll give it uh, one. Extravaganza. Out of ten. Buffoonery. 
there. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds about right. You know what? I'm 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 gonna ask I'm gonna ask Caden just one second. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give it uh, two extravaganzas out of ten buffooneries. Oh, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. Well, here it is, folks. That's uh, that's me and me. Uh, thank you so much for for sticking around and and waiting for this fine here TV show review. Uh, if you want to learn more about Dungeons and Diapers, you can go to tgistudios.com slash dad. You can email the show, dad at tgistudios.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy. Crofton's at Crofton's Tears, and the show is at DNDCast. It's going to do it for this here episode of Kids TV Show Review as part of Dungeons and Diapers. Have yourself a great week, and uh, yeah, enjoy some buffoonery. <clears throat> that show is terrible. How how did that sound? Sound good? <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds good. <laughs>